Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Hey, boo. Hey. So I am so excited today. I got my girl, Danielle Fontenot on here. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Okay, guys, I am so excited. So we have a celebrity on our hands, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we have a celebrity. Like, Danielle, she is a WNBA player, or you were a WNBA. Yes, I'm a former WNBA player. Yes. Okay, so we are about to talk all kind of stuff. Now, I'm not very familiar with basketball. As you could tell, I had no idea. So I would love for you to tell us just a little bit about your story and your journey, you know, in the WNBA and kind of where you are. Okay, let's see where I can start. It's so funny because um, basketball was not necessarily something that, I mean, that I grew up playing, like, since I was, like, really young. You know, there are some children that that play super young. I mean, like at the age of five and they're playing like, you know, a little bitty ball or um, I see kids at the Y already playing like, um, you know, summer ball or stuff. And I was like, I did not start there. I legit started when I was in the sixth grade. Like, I think that's the first time I ever like for real picked up a ball. And um, to some people like that, feel like they want to play professional. That's, that's kind of late, you know? So I'm just saying that, that anything can happen. (laughs) So um, I started in middle school. And I was just athletic, you know, I just love playing sports. So I did everything. I was in drama and dance. I played basketball, volleyball, I ran track. So I kept my parents really busy. So I started there and um, basketball, just my love for that began to grow more and more. So I started to get really concentrated on playing that. By the time I got to high school, I played like three sports in high school, but my junior and senior year, I was like, I'm going to be all about basketball. And um, I went to high school here in Houston, Texas, and um, I was heavily recruited, um, which was an amazing blessing. And I ended up going to Baylor University, which is not where I wanted to go initially, but that's a whole nother story. Um, But went to Baylor um, University in Waco, Texas. And um, yeah, and and, and then from there, it just... like skills level, the, the love for it, and just a, a lot of stuff that I learned, um, especially with my coach that was there, Kim Mulkey, the last two years, she really just pulled, um, she was just, she was an amazing coach. And she pulled all that potential that I knew I had lying within me out. And then I ended up getting drafted. So that's how I ended up um, playing um, in the WNBA. Wow. I just think it's so crazy how, you know, like you said, I, I've seen kids who are practicing, you know, really young and everything like that. But Very I didn't young. Know that it was like such a, you know, like a certain age, maybe that a lot of people know that they're going to play ball. So I think it's so cool that, you know, it happened for you in sixth grade. And then you just kind of honed on those skills as you went along. So that's really, yes. wow. <laughs> wow. And I just feel like, so, oh my goodness, I'm talking to a celebrity. This is <laughs> Like I'm starstruck or something. This is so You're a celebrity as well. Like, you oh. know, I tell people all of that. Like, it's great. Like my friends tell me to stop. Like, they're like, Danielle, everyone did not play a professional sport. Like, you have to be okay with that. So I'm, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying really hard to say, yes, that was my life for a long period of time. But you know what? It's so nice that you have that humility as well. You know, it's just like, hey, like we're all like, I'm famous too. Like, girl, I don't think I'm famous, but I appreciate <laughs> you recognizing that in me because one day I may be, you know, and I think that Absolutely. that's really important for all of us to think of. Like, you know, don't don't put so many people on a pedestal as if you can't be. Yes. So. Yes. Really quick, I just want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the Selling on Social Media Bootcamp. In case you didn't know, Instagram has over 1 billion monthly users on its platform. That means there's no reason for you to not be making sales on social media. So I created the Selling on Social Media Bootcamp. It's a six-week bootcamp that's designed to help you attract and get in front of your target audience. It's going to help you clarify your messaging, create a marketing plan and sales funnels, as well as create content that converts lurkers into loyal fans and paying customers. Girl, stop struggling. Like, there's no need to struggle, sis. Let's start making sales on social media. Round one of this bootcamp is going to start on May. 
May 5th, and you don't want to miss out on being a part of the inaugural class. For round one, I'm doing group coaching as well as one-on-one coaching. Girl, this is going to be a steal for the price. So if you want more details, head on over to she'sacreative.teachable.com. That's she'sacreative.teachable.com. I love that. That was that was perfect. So um, let's talk about like this transition. Like, so you were playing ball. How long did you play ball in the WNBA? Oh, okay, so it was um, two years in the WNBA, okay. and um, it's funny because I ended up getting um, what happened. I'm trying to figure out what happened. Anyways, I was two years in WNBA, and I, also for a WNBA player, let me tell you kind of how the season. Our season is not the length of an NBA player's season. It's, it's super short in comparison, but there's a lot of game stuff in like that four month period of time. So it's during the summertime. So, and, and then also I'm sure I don't have to tell you, we didn't get paid NBA money as well. So to be able to like, um, earn a living, if that's what you felt like you were going to do, just play basketball, you would go overseas. And so I played, um, overseas in different countries as well, like from China, Greece, Israel, Spain, um, so I traveled a lot. So I would play ball overseas and then play summer ball in the WNBA. And so I did a couple of cycles with that. And I was, my body was starting to take a wear and tear. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with playing professional ball overseas. And so, um, so that's what I ended up doing. Did the WNBA for two years, did you do more time after overseas? Oh, yes. So um, ultimately, I pe- played three more seasons, probably three four seasons, four seasons after I was done with the WNBA, I played four seasons, um, um, in different countries overseas. So, so yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. So what made you decide to transition into starting your own business? Like how, how did that transition happen? Yes. Well, see, the thing is, is that after ball, like I, I just got to a point where even though I love basketball, I felt like I didn't want to do this for the rest of my life. You know, I loved it. I enjoyed it. It afforded me so many things. I met so many people. I was able to see the world through basketball. So I was really grateful. But at the same time, I knew like I had so many more things that I wanted to do and accomplish. And I just didn't want to get pigeonholed like that basketball player and then, you know, play for 10, 15 years and look up and be like, what am I going to do in my life? So um, I started that process a little bit earlier than um, some of my fellow cohorts that were playing. And um, I had to get a job. And, and, and it's funny because then you're like, what am I good at doing? You know, what, what is it that I wanted to do? So, of course, I went to school and I was like, well, you know, my degree is in communication. Let's see, um, you know, find something in that realm because I really did enjoy that. So I ended up um, working a corporate job and I was in marketing and sales for a company and um and pretty much i still do that um right now and and in that process of working um a corporate job and you know for those years and then getting married and having children and and all that stuff i looked up and i was like absolutely like you have to find something let me see how can i say this as a mommy as a wife and just me as a person i was like my time is is taken up with work you know, and I want to be here for my children. I want to be able to travel more. I want to be able to spend time with my husband. And when you're constantly working um, a nine to five job, you know, you don't have that time nor the financial freedom sometimes, depending on what you're doing, to do those things or to have more options. And so my dad is an entrepreneur at heart. I'm telling you, like, he just, he's, he's a salesperson and I hated sales like so much, but, um, he would just stay on me about like, you know, um, telling me about making sure that I had multiple streams of income and all of that. So I think he, he, I know for a fact, he gave me that entrepreneurship bug and when it really took hold, um, was probably maybe about seven um, or eight years ago, it really, I was like, you know what? I, I want to find something that I, I want to create. You know, I want my own thing. And um, it was a whole process. And so that's how I ended up um, in business, going from basketball and ending up making entrepreneurship look the way that I want it to look. So I still have a corporate job that I absolutely enjoy and love. And at the same time, I'm, I'm building and growing my business. I love this so much. I love this so much because I know so many women who have a job or they you know, whether they're in corporate or just whatever kind of field they're in and they love their job. But like you said, 
you you do so much work as a mom, a wife, a mother, you know, all these different things. And it's right. like, you want to find something that's truly what you want to do just for yourself, you know, and still potentially make a living or make some money from it. And so I like how, you know, yeah, you still have your full-time job that you absolutely love, but then you're also growing this amazing business that is changing lives and really just doing something yeah. to cool your heart. So, right. yeah. Right. And, and so the thing is too, like when you, you get a job, it's, stuff happens so fast, you know, there's a sequence and I feel that a lot of it has to do with our mindset and how we get socialized. You know, we're taught very young to go to school and go to college and get a job. And then, and so you get on this path and sometimes you're never just asked like, what do you absolutely love? Like, what do you want to do? Not just how do you want to pay your bills? And so a lot of times, like, we'll look up 10 years in a career and we're like, like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, you're looking for significance. You're looking for purpose. You're looking for something meaningful and not just to get up and, and, and just go to work every day and get pulled into the monotony of just, you know, in that, in that system, you know, and not being able to do things on your own time and not feeling a real sense of freedom. Yeah. So I, I hit that point where I was like, what am I doing? Like, and why am I doing it? And it started me on a journey. And um, I have um, been on that journey very intensely. And um, that's how I ended up with inner work and, and wanting to help other women. Because I realized I was not alone. That there are many women who just really don't know, like, what their true purpose is. And the reason why they don't know that is because they really don't know themselves. Mm, yes. You know? Yes. And um, we really, we do things because I feel like, you know, for me personally, it was because people projected things onto me. You know, I was the first one to go to college in my family, well, one of the first um, to go to college, and then the, the WNBA player. So people expected me to play ball. Like when I made the decision to stop, I felt like I was letting down so many people. Uh, and it, it took me longer to probably stop playing than what I really, I played probably past the point of what I really want to do. But I felt like that's what people expected of me. Like I was a basketball player. And if I didn't play, too many people would ask me, why you don't want to play ball? Oh my God, if I had your height. Oh my God, if I had your talent. Oh my, but you're, you don't know. Like it, it's, it's me. And so I have to make this decision for myself. But we do get in the habit. And I was definitely that person. I'm going to raise my hand. I was a people pleaser, you know. And I didn't want to disappoint my parents or family members. And, and so, yeah. So it's, it can be a really, uh, it is an interesting process to get to what you want. And actually be able to hear your own voice. And not everyone else. And find out who you are. So, so yeah, that's how inner work got started for me. Oh my goodness. So you just touched on so many things and I'm just sitting here like, yes, but the truth is that we, as women, we all go through that whole thing of, I think a lot of us are people pleasers. We want to, and, and it starts young, you know, like you said, it's the path of go to school, get a good job, you know, do all these things like, and it's what everybody else tells us to do. But like you say, no one ever stops and asks us, what is it that you actually want to do? And it takes forever to get to that point. Like, oh my goodness, it's just crazy. Hey boo, really quick. Don't forget to grab your ticket to the She's a Creative Retreat on September 12th through 15th in Hilton Head, South Carolina. This retreat is all about work-life balance. We're going to be doing a little bit of work, have a few masterclasses to grow our business, but we're also going to play at the beach and take lots of cute photos. I'm so excited about this time to come together and chat about growth strategies for our business while eating cereal on the beach. Y'all know that's my thing. Girl, this is about to be a great time. So far, I know I'll be teaching on Instagram and Facebook strategy to grow your business and get sales, client management and expectations, time management, and so much more. You don't want to miss this great time. So for more information and to grab your spot, head on over to she's a creative.com forward slash retreat. That's she's a creative.com forward slash retreat. So you were talking about inner work and we haven't really explained this yet. So Yes. For those of you that don't know, can you explain what, um, what it is that you do? Like, what is uh, inner work? So inner work is my process of helping women, like the short answer, is have a better relationship with themselves. And the long version of that is that I'm, I'm here as an assistant 
someone to provide methods and techniques of um, helping women get past, past blockages that are preventing them from, um, from knowing their true selves and you know, experiencing true happiness and fulfillment. So I'm just here to kind of help you knock out some of that stuff that's, that's preventing you from, from actually knowing who you are. And um, it's funny because those blockages can be a lot of things. It can be family, it can be past hurts, um, it could be insecurities, it could be doubt, fear, it's all that stuff. And, and when it's in, in the true person who you are is layered underneath all that gook, you know? And I realized for me, I had issues with my height. I'm six one. I had issues with my um, skin color that I really found out some years ago that I never really healed from. And it prevented me um, from walking in confidence and, and going for things. Like I would say no to certain things and I'm in sales and I'd be hesitant to talk to certain people about how they would receive me with this height and all this chocolate skin. And so I didn't realize how those thoughts were really limiting me in, it, in experiencing so many other things that I desire to do. And it just kept me stuck. And so that's what inner work is. It's just my, I, I tell women all the time to, and I'm gonna raise my hand again, cause this was me. I was always looking externally. Like I always looked outside of myself for answers. I was always like asking like, well, what do you think? Or what about this? Or should I do that? I mean, so bad that like if me and my girls are going out, I'll call and be like, what y'all wearing? What you putting on? You wearing heels? You wearing flats? You wearing a dress? You wearing jeans? Like, you know, not being able to make decisions on my own. And so um, that, that, that whole process of, of inner work is just me showing women to look inside. Like I always tell them like, I don't have your answers. I do not, but I swear to you, you do. Only you are in this mind all day, every day. So you, you know your truth. You just haven't taken the time to get to it. And so I'm here as a person, as a coach, to help coach you through that so that you can um, start to close down those distractions, become more aware. And then I provide methods and techniques to help you get to kind of pulling the layers back on that onion. So that's ultimately um, what I do. And I learned a lot from coaching from just all the years of playing basketball and having one really amazing coach that was pivotal in my transformation as a player. Oh, wow. I, I, I love the whole idea of, like you said, peeling back the layers of the onion. And mm -hmm. it's just like, and, and then you said gunk. And I was like, oh, wow, it is a lot of stuff that we just have piled up from all these different relationships that we have and just kind of, you know, living our lives to please other people that we forget about ourselves and, and we never figure out who we truly are. And I'm just sitting here like, wow, like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, I can definitely yeah. raise my <laughs> So much freedom. I can't tell you like what it did for my life when I was able to tell people no or yeah. to say, this is what I want to do. And I know that. So the work part is, is an acronym and it's getting women from the, you know, who am I, what am I, you know, and what am I doing um, to actually knowing? Because in knowing, there's movement. When you have, when you're not believing something, when you're not, maybe that's work, when you know, it's the, the movement that you do, it just brings about life. It, it, it helps to create things. And so that's my whole thing um, with getting you from asking yourself, who am I to actually knowing? And, um, so yeah, there's a full process that I have with that. And I teach it through online courses um, that I have available for women. And um, so yeah, it's a for real course. Like you have modules and I drip the content and we work on things um, from a period of four to six weeks. And then we have live interaction, just how you and I are sitting here talking right now, where there's videos um, in, in small groups. And we're able to answer any questions that you may have throughout this whole process. So yeah, it's been, it's been so exciting for me to be able to do this. Oh, my if I hadn't done my own inner work, I, I would never have this. Like this is just, I'm just sharing my story. And, and it ultimately that's what it, what it is, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I love though, like your transparency and just saying like, you know, from your height to your skin color. Like these are things that as women, we all in some way probably have an issue. And like you said, with your skin color, you didn't even know it. And you know, I know there's a lot of us out here that either we do know it and we just 
put it to the side intentionally or maybe we just actually don't realize that this is causing a problem for us or maybe there's something about the way we look and we haven't even uncovered that and so I'm going to definitely link your course and stuff in the show notes below so that people can go and check that out but um, I heard you talk about um, your height and I know that tall is an acronym Could you tell us that is an acronym yeah. um, it was an acronym that I created I have a lot of tall acronyms um, that I had for myself and it was a way as I said, I was doing my inner work and I was like, why do you hate this so much? Like this is, this is literally what makes you so beautiful. This is what, this is a part of your uniqueness. Like how can you dislike this, you know? Um, but as a child, I just wanted to fit in. And when I came in standing six foot tall, I mean, you know, that wasn't a good way to fit in, you know? <laughs> and so um, I started to say things, associate things with tall and create acronyms that I would say to myself so that I could change uh, the, 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 the narrative and the dialogue that I was having with myself about being tall. And so tall stands for take action and live life. Yeah. So um, I told myself that if all the great ideas that I had, all the ambition and the creativity that I knew that was bottled up within me, it would never ever take place if I did not push past this fear and take action to living the life that I desire for myself, not anyone else, what Danielle wants for Danielle. And so um, it just, that's the one that stuck with me. And I would always say, take action because from getting to like the idea or the vision that you may have, it will just stay there in theory. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't take action and have some movement behind it, it would just be a potential of but it'll never manifest or come into fruition if you're not taking action and being intentional on having the life that you want. Like we literally are able to design our lives and it, there's no set program for this stuff. You know, it's our lives to live. So that's my acronym. I, women always would say, oh my God, you're so tall. I wish I was tall. And so now I say, you are tall. You are, you know, you're taking action and living life. And so that's my mantra to encourage women to, to do their inner work and to move like we gotta go we gotta move yes your your um your personality it's so infectious like you oh, thank you. <laughs> you just feel so empowered like just from you stepping out the gate talking about some you're famous too to now you telling other women like oh i'm not just the only one that's tall you're also tall too like i just love how you're able to take these things that at least for you at a time, you associated that with being a negative thing and how you flipped it to make it something positive. And yeah. like you said, like this inner work thing, it's a process. Like we can't, you know, if you don't do the work, it's not going to happen. And we'll always kind of stay stagnant in our thoughts and our beliefs. And so I just love that you come from that kind of aspect of, hey, I'm going to take my experience and help other women elevate themselves in this way. Yes. So, yes. yes. Absolutely. Because there, there was, I, there's a gap. And I always say, is, you know, um, especially with, with black women, with our culture, because some things, a lot of stuff with our history is hidden, you know, and to understanding like who we are, sometimes like we got to go way, 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 way back. And I had to do that. I was like, well, what's, what's, what's up with me being a black woman? You know, why do people receive me like this? Like, what's up with my skin? Like, where do I come from? So literally, like, like I said, seven um, years ago, that's when I started to ask these questions and, and do some history and understand. And then that's when I was like, oh my God, the power of the melanin. You feel so empowered when you start to, you know, um, challenge the lies and the myths that we're, we're taught in school that we see out in society, that we watch on the news and TV, because literally we're taught to hate ourselves, you know? And I was like, that ultimately, then you're like, this is what this is. Like you have a problem with your skin color because you, um, you have a level of self-hate, you know? And so I, I like, there's, um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Maslow's hierarchy, yeah. hierarchy of self-actualization, right? And so I was looking at that pyramid one day, and this is something that I also teach in my course, and um, certain things that you need, like, you know, your, to feel safe, um, to have, like, um, your physiology, like, um, forget, wait, what the, what the word is for that. Anyways, I don't have the pyramid in front of me, but um, to get up to here to where you have self-actualization, there was a lot of things as a culture that we were denied. So we got to even, to even get to that playing field of understanding who we are, we got to dig deep. Like we have to go below that, where that starting place and, and build up from that. 
to actually have an understanding of who we are. And so that's what I did. And I was like, a lot of times we didn't feel safe. A lot of times we didn't have things that we needed, like a roof over our head. Like at least our ancestors and our family did. And not that far removed. I'm talking about like great grandparents, grandparents. You know what I'm saying? And so, and this stuff is perpetuates and it comes down generation to generation. The way we think and, and we, we view ourselves, the way we view earning money, the way we view, um, you know, like everything. It locks us in and it makes us really have limited beliefs within ourselves. And I had to go do some deep inner work for that. And it started with that of, of saying that anything we lay on that, like I would try to do personal development. I would read books from Les Brown, Jim Rohn, um, Napoleon Hill, um, Tracy Morgan, like um, all these like amazing powerful personal development people, but it wouldn't stay on there because there was a gap in my identity. And so I first had to fill that gap of knowing who I am. And then I could take all that stuff about personal development, about visualizing, understanding, you know, self-talk and all of that after I filled in the gap of my identity and learned to love myself. Then I can build on that. And so that's where I really work with women, especially black women, about understanding how you identify yourself. Like what programming are we buying into? Like what's, what's, what's your belief? You operate out of your belief. And sometimes you don't think like how deeply rooted this stuff seriously is. And so I just tell women that you don't have to take seven years. We can take, you know, six to seven weeks to, you know, to work through this process because no one has that time. You know what I'm saying? We want to start living life like right now. And so that's, I, I get all hyped up because it, it means so much to me because I didn't realize how much I was locking myself or bonding myself, you know, up. And, and creating my own prison by my thoughts, um, my subconscious thoughts, and just my belief system. And I had to change the programming. Like, I'm no longer, that, that's no longer serving me. And I'm not operating from that one. And once I started to do, like I said, that digging and understanding my history, understanding where I come from, understanding that I'm beautiful, understanding the power in the skin, understanding the power as a woman in our womb and what we, we're able to create. Like, we are creators, you know? And so all of that, combined um just it changed the trajectory of my life and i'm so grateful and of it i had to share it you know i had to share it with other women i wanted them to experience that same freedom fulfillment and that 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 giddiness you feel of knowing who you are unapologetically you know what i'm saying yeah. And so, and then being a businesswoman, because I was like, yeah, I had to tell myself it's okay for me to have a service, provide a product and not be scared to charge people for it. Yes. I had to get yes. past that too. So, um, I talk about that too, because if you're in business, you're in sales and I love sales and not many people say that, but I'm like, you got to get to a point where you love it and you're not afraid to say your value of what you're worth and ask and tell people. And if they, you know, be okay with that. So that was a lot, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, I legit, until I looked at this microphone, I forgot that we were doing a podcast because I was just like, oh, yes, I am here. I am here with it. Like, yes, I get because, oh my gosh, like you, you said so much here and I just wish that I, I mean, I'm going to listen to this like 5 billion times <laughs> because I just real I never realized until just now that there really is levels to it. And yeah. now it kind of makes sense to me sometimes why, like you said, personal development books, they don't always stick for me. I love reading them. They're great. But sometimes it doesn't like, sometimes I'm still like, I want so much more. Like, I'm just like, something is missing. I don't know what it is, you know? And so girl, you finna see me in your class. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. And so I have with the course, I have certain times because of, of course, you know, I'm a mommy. Yes. As well, I have two beautiful daughters. They're five and one will soon be two in March. Aww. And they keep me super busy. Uh, I have an amazing husband that just allows this big old personality and um, light that's within me to shine without diminishing his. And he's so supportive in all that I do. And um, so I, I try to make sure that I have time. So I, I'm very strategic in when I launch um, my course and when I make it available. And, and so I'm working on that right now of, of when I'm gonna relaunch it. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for March um of this year to making the course available again and just linking up with some women and saying look it's time out for all of this you know what i'm saying like it's, it's enough enough is enough it's time for movement and like i said it, it's just it's just i'm just coaching 
that's it. It's just, I'm, I'm being a coach to help women through that whole process to getting to where they're used to now looking within for their answers and not looking externally and getting to the point where they're being tall and taking action um, and, and being intentional about the life they want to lead. So it's a beautiful that. process. It's a beautiful process for sure. I love that. I have one more question now that yeah. I just, I'm all over the place, but <laughs> you know what? It's been a flow and I can appreciate that. I'm, I'm so appreciative that you have allowed me to freely speak. Um, yes. I get all hyped up. Like this is, ooh, it's my life's work for real. So I get really excited. The, so what, the what beautiful part is that I can totally tell. Like that's the beautiful part. Like I can totally tell that this is your life's work. This is what you were created to do. All your experiences have led up to being able to do this. And I think that it's transforming and changing so many lives through this process. Like it's changing my life and I'm not even going through the first <laughs> yet. Like I'm just in here. This is so like, happy. Oh. I'm glad. Yes, like I'm, I'm sure that so many women are gonna take a lot from this conversation. And I really want to ask because I know you touched on the whole idea of um, you know being in business and mm -hmm. like how and and how inner work plays, plays a role in that and yeah. so I'm wondering like what would you say is you know that first step that people need to go through to overcome fear as a business owner like we go through like you know comparison and then there's some people that fear failure others that fear success like how yeah. how can we take that first step to kind of break through our limiting beliefs around being female business owners Yes, that's such a great question. And, and pretty much you, you said it, like, how do we take that first step? Like, you actually have to take the first step. You know, so many people are like, there's not another book you need to read. There's not another course you need to take, you know, um, for certain things, like, it, unless it's something with helping you work on a deeper understanding of who you are. But people are doing, like, you know, so much. And I'm like, but where's the movement? Where's the action? If you said that you want to start this business, where, where is that? Like, take the step, you know? The way that I feel like curbing doubt and fear is, is in movement, you know? And you have to, you get started to get addicted to like the results, you know? And you have to like switch your perspective of what failure is. You know, if you're saying that you want something great, you have this big, huge, audacious goal, dream, whatever the case may be, failure is literally goes hand in hand with success. Mm. You have to start wrapping your mind around that, that we, we fail our way forward, you know, and, and hopefully not sounding too cliche, but it happens. You have to, you have to try, you have to feel comfortable. Failure I've heard many times is not a person. It's an event. You know, it's, it's things that it just happens, but you are not a failure. And the only people that I know who's, who's gone forward to do anything great, anything um, worthy of, um, of praise or anything, like, I mean, it came along with being able to receive those, those, those failures, you know, um, but it's the only way to do it. And so when I was like, well, Danielle, shoot, if, if this is your goal when it's over there, then you're going to have to go ahead and, and fail and hurry up and fail quickly. Like, go ahead and get the awkwardness out. Like, in basketball, like whenever I was like trying to like work on a new skill set and um, it, it would get fearful and I'd get nervous because I didn't want to look stupid. So, you know, I'm out there trying to do this little thing. And I'm like, dang that, you know, then lost the ball over here and I'm trying. But the more that I worked on it, the more I was like, okay, look, this is what practice is for, allowing myself to be coached. Then um, I, I got better at it and it was just the movement of it. You know, that has to happen if you're going to do what you said you, you want to do. If you have that dream, you have to move in it. And I don't care how you do it. Find an accountability partner, you know, get to a point where you're, you, you have a friend that's like, look, we're going to do this. I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to move in it. Move in that fear, move in that nervousness, move in that doubt. And what you actually get is, is it's worth it and it's amazing. And um, that's the other thing with playing sports that I try to teach women is about being disciplined, having understanding self-restraint and being consistent. Like that's like some huge things that basketball taught me. And so um, it's, it's the mindset, you know, it's building up that mental toughness and not caring about what everybody else is saying. That's what prevents us a lot of times. But when you get to knowing who you are, you, you don't have to explain that. And you move freely, a lot more freely when you know who you are and not what other people are projecting upon you. So that's what I would say first is be comfortable with moving and changing your perspective of what failure actually is.
Yes. Um, you just said that we, when you know yourself, you don't have to explain it. Girl, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is it right there. Like, you yes. don't have to explain anything, you know? Yes. It, this is your decision. You're going to do this because I decided I want to do this. I want to. And then yeah. we have to act. Like, and my word for 2019, crazy enough, it's action. And action. So, yes, like yeah. all 2019, I am just doing. And do I'm like, huh? it doesn't have to be perfect. Just be done. Just it's go do it. Go do it. You have to do it. And like, I, it doesn't mean that I'm not afraid or like I don't have my moment, but I'm going to do it anyway because I know that the way to success is by taking those steps, by taking actions. And if, it, if it's a quote unquote failure, it'll be that. And I'm going to learn and adjust. And I'm yes. just keep it moving. So like, go see, go change it and be like, how, let me see what I'm going to fail at today. I yes. used to tell myself, what am I going to fail at today, Danielle? Because what that means is that I'm moving and I'm trying and I promise you, you keep on doing that, you're going to get that move down. Just how I was doing, I, I eventually got that crossover down. I eventually got that shot I wanted to take. You're going to eventually get that business because it's, it's like the pain of staying the same. It, does it outweigh the, the pain that you have to go through for a little bit to get like on the other side, to get like where you want to go, you know? And so like, like subconsciously we will psych ourselves out, but just like working out and, and working those muscles, you can train your mind. You can train yourself of talking to yourself di differently and not operating out of lack, but operating out of abundance, you know? Yeah. And so that's the whole thing was that when I had to stop running stuff by people, even my husband, like, you know, we talk about stuff, but I wasn't seeking approval. I'm more so letting you know, by the way, this is what I'm about to start doing. Yes. You, know, it's, it, you don't have to look. You Stop asking for permission. There's no authority. You are the authority over your life. If you're looking towards people, you're only looking for them to, like I said, get methods and techniques on how to do something. It's skill sets, doing stuff like that, that you start to grow. But not asking people what you should do with your life or who you are. Like, that's, that's beyond me. And, and so we have to go get used to going within. We have to do the inner work because wherever we are, there we are. And, and so you just, you have to get to a point um, where you're okay with yourself and you know. So I start telling, let me tell you, I start telling people, it wasn't an, a whole announcement. They, I would just pop up and my friends would be like, oh my God, like what's, what's going on? And our culture would stop doing, what's that thing we say? Like, you know, oh, you acting brand new. You know, oh, yeah. And stuff. And you, you're so fearful. And growth is inevitable. Like, change is, is happens. If you're not growing, if you're the core of you, of course, your essence, the love, the care, the concern of the person you are, absolutely. But I have literally changed. I'm not the person that I was last year at all. I'm not the person I was six months ago. I'm more bolder in my movements. I'm more confident in how I speak and what I say. And I apologize a lot less. Ooh, come on now. Yes. <laughs> yes. I totally, oh, yes, girl. Okay, so my next question is what's next for you? And I hope that you're going to say you're going to be launching this course again in March. No, I, so I can slide my way in there. Because I'm going to be DMing you now. Like, now I'm going right. to be <laughs> What's going on? I hope this podcast brings some women my way. And that's the thing. Um, I, I was, and, and, and just me, myself, and me doing my own inner work. I still had to, I, I still move. Like, stuff still scares me. I still get really nervous. I'm talking about like, Ooh, you know, because I'm like, oh God, like, I have to be responsible for this, you know? But it just makes me become more laser focused and really set my intentions on what I'm going for because I know that I'm going for the help and, you know, the push and encouragement of women, like true empowerment, true empowerment means, you know, giving you the power to do, you know? And, um, and so, yes, what is next? I do have another course that's coming up very soon and I'm not ready to say the date yet because I have to work some things out, but I'm, I am going to do that. And what's next is um, in all honesty, as much as I want to help women as much as I love helping women. A lot of times some, we, we tend to need a lot of work, meaning um, convincing of investing in ourselves. Um, so as I do this course and I realize that I'm, I'm, I'm seeking to attract a certain type of woman, I'm seeking to not have to dive in really deep to women about convincing them of 
investing in themselves or convincing them that they have to do inner work. You know, I'm looking for women that know for them to get to another level, they got to tap inside and, and they may have to remove some stuff. So that's, that's where I'm going. And I would, I would say that for the people that are in business, like know your audience, know who you're looking to attract. Um, understand you know the demographics of it all because it is important so then the next move movement for me because um i had this plan of wanting to grow the business be able to sustain the business and then um um being able to uh just expand um, my business and i'm really looking to to um work with women that are in sales and when i say that people that are like women that are really like myself that are that are sales people because i'm an account executive um for um, a corporate company um but also business women that need that understanding and um tailoring of inner work that's that's more so so um designed for for people that are in sales and when i do that i'm i'm shooting kind of i'm shooting big i am i'm setting my heights high because i'm looking at working with companies that have sales forces and i'm presenting inner work to them as a sales group so um doing live trainings like going to companies like you know fortune 500 companies that have sales force that need sales training um but from a, a different a different point of view you know because in if anybody knows who needs inner work is people that are in sales that definitely get told no and have to deal with rejection very often. Yes. So that's, it's moving beyond sales one-on-one. It's moving beyond overcoming rejection. It's moving beyond how to close the deal. I'm talking about what your mindset has to be, the inner work that you have to do as a salesperson to be able to have the, um, the success that you would want to earn the income that you're looking for. So that is my, my next move. I'm a speaking, I'm a claimant right now, Fortune 500 yes. companies. I'm doing inner work for, um, for sales forces um, with these companies. So that's, that's what I got. You got that girl. <laughs> We're all going to be champion for you. Yes, like, I can't wait. What it is. We're done with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's already happened. What's next? Yes. <laughs> And what about you? What are, what are, what do you, what do you have planned? Okay. What's, what's going on? Wow. That is the first time someone has ever asked me that. Thank you for asking. <laughs> but I'm going to share this good news as yeah. well. Too. What you got? So what I have going on right now really is going to be um, coming up with my first event. So I have an event that's going to be happening in late March. I have the date. It's March 23rd. So awesome. everybody knows now. <laughs> It'll be it's out there. It's yeah, out there. So now I'm accountable to it. Yes. So, um, so that'll be on March 23rd. And it's just going to be for um, female creative entrepreneurs to come together and um, learn how to mind their own business. Like to focus on the business that pays you. To Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Yes. And the idea is that I'm going to have different speakers there to kind of talk about um, you know, the one thing that has helped them move forward in their business. And it's going to be like really actionable. Like I have someone coming to talk about how to price things for profit and to think awesome. about taxes and always like, I just have all kinds of stuff going on and I'm really excited about. Um, so that's like the biggest thing I have coming up. That's awesome. That's, and that sounds great. See, and that's why I know like, like the partnership of having to do inner work because those other skill sets of knowing how to do those things work, you know? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And you want to make sure that the one thing that's not getting in the way of you understanding how to price your business, of you understanding how to do your sales, market, um, get all this stuff lined up. The one thing you don't want to get in the way is yourself. Like exactly. your mind does not need to get in the way of you starting, sustaining, and growing your business. Like that's the one thing. So that's why I always slide my little inner work in there. I'm like, go take your course. Go do that. Go everything you need to get. Like what you're providing is phenomenal like it, and it's needed because we need to have those skill sets to be able to do yeah. our business so that's oh, exciting stuff oh did y'all hear this <laughs> like Danielle is snatching my whole little life together <laughs> yes thank you so much well really quick before we head off of this I'll do a rapid fire round where I just ask okay. questions um okay. some are random you know some are just like whatever but just answer the first thing that you can think of ready okay Okay. Number I think one. I'm ready. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> okay, here we go. Number one, what's the last business book you read? The last business book I've read. Um, good lord. I read so many. <laughs> this is well, really tell me your favorite recent one. Um, I think I reread Think and Grow Rich. Mm, okay. Yeah. I love that book. Yeah. 
Yes, but I did it for there's a there's a a black version of it for the black business. What? Yes. So yes, yes, yes. I didn't know that. Now I have to find it. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> okay, when is the last time you made your bed? This morning. Oh, great! I actually made my bed this morning. That's I perfect. I can't tell you how long it stays made because my children love to come <laughs> on it. So it may not stay made for long. But at least you did it. <laughs> but don't ask me if I wash my dishes. Oh, I no. That. I got to add that question. I, I got to do that later. I still got dishes from dinner me last too. night. I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What is a non-negotiable in your life? A non-negotiable. Negative energy is non-negotiable with me. I Toxic energy, relationships and stuff. I'm so protective over my peace. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm for real a little crazy with that now. I'm like, don't bring that in my home or around business and all of that. So I'm very mindful of listening to people mm-hmm. and, and allowing myself to pick up on vibes, like, you know, like really tapping into my intuition. So disturbing my peace is, um, and I don't mean, and, and for me not to disturb anyone else's. So mm-hmm. yes. yes, very protective over that. And I'm going to encourage everybody to get protective over their inner peace. I love that. That's a good one right there. <laughs> what time do you wake up in the morning? Uh, okay. What time do I wake up or what time do I set my alarm? <laughs> Tell us both. Day at 5.30. Sometimes 5. You wake up at 5.30? Yeah. Girl. I wake up at <laughs> Sometimes I get up at 6. It depends on how late my night is. And I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. If you're pushing for something, you will have to sacrifice certain things. I'm not mm-hmm. saying forever, but it will be for a time period, maybe for three months. Um, you know, I used to try to work in 90-day increments with increments when I'm really pushing really hard. And then I give myself a break. And then I get down and I push again where my head is down and I'm just moving. But with me having a husband, young girls, um, you know, I have to make sure that I, I bucket my times. And let me say bucket myself. We don't manage time. All right. Time is, it just exists. It's there. You ain't finna manipulate time, but you do get better at, um, like, you know, controlling yourself and what you do and what you give time to. So, so yeah, oh. As I wake up at that time so that I could <laughs> do the stuff that I take care of. My quiet moments are late at night or very early in the morning because that's when my girls are sleeping. And that's where I get the most work done. Um, you know, you just said something really good, though, about um, how time just is and, and how sometimes like in a season you have to wake up early or, you know, sacrifice a little bit of your time. And every time people answer and they tell me they wake up early in the morning, I'm just like, oh, child. But then I'm like, why would I say that when I do the same thing? Like, I go I'm like, you're not going to. Early. Yeah, like, I have no idea why I do I, every time I like I'm just so surprised but there are some times some seasons where I wake up super early and then other times I'm just like yeah I'm not really pressed I'm taking a break <laughs> so you have to allow yourself that your body will tell you when it's like okay I need you to give me some self-care you know there's a difference between self-care and, and self-love it's underneath the same umbrella for sure um but yeah you gotta take care of yourself you gotta go get that mani petty you gotta go get a massage you gotta go eat your favorite dinner and take that time to yourself so i wake up early because i need that meditation time i realize the bigger my goals get the bigger that um i'm pushing for something i have to my my mental time is so important so my, my meditation and prayer whatever to get my mind right in the mornings and in the evenings i have to have that if not i will stress myself out and i'm not talking about productive stress i just have wasted movement and and um so i stay mindful and trying to just wake up with gratitude um happiness um peace and just set my intentions for the day and then move because stuff comes like life gonna happen you know it comes at us full force sometimes, but to be able to not do like this as it's doing, I hold on to that inner peace that I was talking about as life gets chaotic because you will have those seasons where everything seems to be going wrong, yes. you know? So <laughs> it was supposed to be fast, but I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. You know, like, I messed that up because I'm such a talker. You were like, you're supposed to be knocking right. me this girl, please. I am here for Y'all forgive me. I apologize right now. <laughs> I can be long-winded. You know, we were supposed to be doing rapid fire. And Man, my you know, girls are going to love this. We, we, we are happy. We are over here having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so my last stuff. question this is something that i ask everybody it okay. is what does it mean to you to be a female creative entrepreneur um what does it mean it's it's the best thing in the world i feel like 
not taking anything away from our men that are business, you know, people and, and creatives themselves. It's, it's a great thing. As women, I'm biased. I'm very biased because we're, we're built for this. We are built for this. We are creators. And that's whether you have children or not, you know, um, I'm really big of knowing that we, we, we have a womb like that, that, that creativity comes from like deep within us. You know, we, we are gatekeepers. We're, we're bringers of life and not just life as human life. I mean, life as in business and ideas and, and art and, and products and services. And we just have to tap into that, you know? And so I think it's so amazing for something to sit and form in your mind and then literally if we work towards it be able to look at it in the physical like that's mind-blowing to me and i think that everybody should jump on that that creativity you know to know that you can do that you really can so i think it's the it's the best blessing um just in the world to be a woman to be a creative and um to partner with other beautiful women like yourself like when we anybody's going to do something great you got to have somebody that you're going to link up with to help you do it for sure. And we have to be that encouragement for each other and get rid of those myths that black women don't work well together. Yes. Mm, we do. Come on girl. Yes, yeah. we do. And we know how to encourage and, and we understand the challenges that we face. Um, that may be um, a little different from some of our other female counterparts, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's a beautiful thing. And I'm excited to be a black woman, to be a creative and to be an entrepreneur. I love that. Thank you so, so very much. So really quick, tell us how we can follow you, your website, um, your Instagram, social media, all that stuff. Yes. Website literally like it's in the works. And so that's another thing, like stuff is step by step. Like, you know, I know we get overwhelmed with, I got to get this and this. And I was a person like worried about the aesthetics. You don't worry about that. Do what you got. I'm on IG and I'm on Facebook. <laughs> that's where I got. That's what I got right now. So my IG is she's tall and all. Um, and, um, that's the same for my, uh, my Facebook as well. So at she's tall and all y'all can find me there on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Whoa. thank you so freaking much. So welcome. <laughs> you smashed my life. I mean, I didn't forgot that what I was even doing here in the first place. I no, We didn't got so off track, but I, I appreciate the freedom and everybody is here for it. So we're good. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And darling, you guys go check out Danielle. I mean, it's, this conversation just has been so amazing. And I hope this transforms your life and just helps you kind of think a little differently about who you are, you know, and just really associating that, um, the idea that you have to do some inner work in order to get to the next step, whatever that step is. And so y'all will give her a follow. And Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for allowing your creativity to shine and having me on. I really appreciate it, Kay. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative Podcast or at Mrs. K. Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darling, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.